Good morning and happy Monday! I'm Monica Wofford and this is your Monday Moment. It's a fresh start for 2019 and today's topic, how to assess without making a mess. The end of the year is near and yet, as it always does, January will peek its head around the corner before we know it. As the new year approaches, how will you lead you and your team to make a fresh start for 2019. Now this isn't about resolutions or goals. It's a natural time of year for many to try something new or begin again. So make the most of that mindset for both you and the employees you have the privilege of leading by tuning in to the December Monday Moments. Beginning now, one option to gather much more data and get closer to that fresh start with the amazing team you lead and you, is to use an assessment tool. Certainly, there are many from which to choose, but any assessment or personality profile reestablishes the baseline of understanding for everyone's strengths, skills, vulnerabilities, and areas of development. If it's used properly, the tool we happen to use with great success is the core profile, and there's a link in the written version of today's Monday Moment post Whichever you choose, though, or currently use, heed these precautions to ensure success instead of added stress and mess when you assess. Firstly, don't reveal results on their name tag, a name tent, or a sign outside their office door. Personality assessments provide tremendous data. Each one provides something different. Core, as an example, identifies what you believe your personality is, which personality you actually demonstrate, often very different, and how much stress impacts your use of all personality traits. Leaders looking for a quick fix or simple solution to conflict in the workplace will often misuse this kind of data and try to label each team member as only one personality or another. We all have multiple variations of our dominant personality traits, and we all also have access to all four of the most commonly labeled personalities. For that reason, don't label employees as only one or another, even if your intentions are good and you want to call attention to what's been identified as their most dominant. Cutesy signs on the door, or on the name tents at their desk, eliminate their potential to develop new skills, to try something different, to behave in a way that might be more effective in their own version that's authentic. It's important to recognize variation without oversimplifying the labeling system that could do more damage than benefit. Second caution. Avoid 360 feedback tools. 360s or 360 degree feedback assessments focus far less on personality and much more on opinions from others. With many of these tools, the focus is actually on what others think about your personality. And if not facilitated with finesse and an advanced level of skill, These types of tools can quickly turn into a he said, she said conversation wrought with hurt feelings, bruised egos, and potential retaliation. 
particularly if the employees are giving feedback to the boss. 360s are intended to be positive, yes, but they also only have application in certain environments in which the employees and the leader have an already high degree of emotional maturity and security about who they really are. In the absence of that maturity, high levels of confidence and a high degree of mutual respect and rapport among team members and the leader, a 360 is likely to do more damage to trust and forward momentum than it is likely to build benefit. What we also know is that 54% of the population doesn't possess this level of understanding about who they are, much less the awareness to effectively share their opinion about who others are or why they're acting in that manner. Third caution, don't interrupt the process. Once you begin using a personality assessment for this fresh start for 2019, see it through. Don't begin with a few, collect the data, and then stop. This leaves others wondering about the value and can also create questions about now what or why did we get left out? Personality assessments are not really designed to be a mechanism that creates the campaign of the week, but are designed to raise the level of EQ or emotional intelligence, self-management, authentic behavior, and an understanding of what we do and why, as well as how to change that with which we're not pleased about ourselves. This type of data will improve results if carried through, followed through, and used in a way that inspires application instead of further encouragement of ignoring differences. But if the process is stopped, they usually go right back to the same level of oblivion they may have had in the first place. As that stereotypical get-it-done results-oriented personality, here's my recommendation of what to do, really, if this is an area in which you want to make a fresh start. Research assessments that are on the market. Find one that addresses the data you need to solve the problems you may have, or address the behaviors missing that are keeping you from your desired results and outcomes. Find a facilitator or trainer or consultant you trust who conducts these assessments regularly and can guide you through the process as an advisor. Meet with them, engage them, then hold a kickoff meeting explaining the process to the team and then begin assessing the team. Most people work that procedure or process backwards. Follow up the process I've outlined with training on how to use the data and then, much like shampoo, rinse and repeat with the next level of team members. Much like any worthwhile endeavor, the more effort and expertise you put in, the more value you're likely to get out of the process. I'm Monica Wofford, and that's your Monday moment. Have a great Monday, an even better week, and I look forward to chatting with you in the rest of December. <laughs>